you know, I, I don't look right. I, you know, I see my body differently than it really is. I still have those moments, but I am learning how to be more comfortable with myself. This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit If you are working on getting healthier, losing weight, improving your fitness, whatever it is, but you have this feeling that you should be getting better results... You're just not sure what you might be doing wrong. Well, I want to tell you, you are not alone. And that is the very reason why I wrote my latest book, Five Ways You're Wrecking Your Weight Loss, so that you can take a look at five of the most common reasons I see that people aren't getting the results that they deserve for all their hard work. Just five really quick fixes that can get you headed toward the results that you want. Check it out. You can download it by going to beginwithin.fit, clicking on the ebook button, or clicking on the link in the show notes. Check out my book. Let me know what you think. My guest today is Jen Thomas. She's 49 years old, and she's lost over 160 pounds. She's going to share some of the ups and downs that go along with the journey, and probably you're going to hear from her that there's a lot more challenges in making that type of a drastic transformation than what you would think, including fighting with your own perception of the state, the shape of your body, right? So she's going to talk about body dysmorphia. And that's going to be really woven throughout the things that we discuss together today. Another thing that I want you to listen for has to do with her journey in dealing with thoughts and feelings that she's trying to change. There's some really valuable things for all of us there. Also, she talks about a shift that she made in in this journey, starting from the place where she said, I just want to look good. Starting from there, she made a big shift. So listen for how that took place for her. And then finally, listen for our conversation around the ideas of moderation and not turning to food for emotional reasons. I know you're going to enjoy my interview. Here it is, my interview with Jen Thomas. Okay, so far I have lost 160 pounds. Um, I am more active than I believe that I ever have been. Even when I was 18 and I weighed 120 pounds, I'm probably more active now than I was then. Uh, I hiked, I rock 
climb, which I never thought I could ever do. I run um, longer with better cardio than I've ever had. Um, I probably smile bigger than I ever have. Yeah. Uh, my life is just completely different now. Completely different. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Oh, go my ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, in addition to the things you mentioned, are, what are some of, like, the, I don't know, uh, collateral benefits or maybe the unexpected, like, oh, my goodness, I didn't expect that this would be something I would I would come across in this journey, like something that you've achieved, maybe that was a bit of a surprise? Yeah, one thing um, I joked with one of my friends who I go hiking with, um, I told her that you know, a year ago, I was such a diva. I really was. I liked the comfort of my air conditioning or my heat. I, you know, didn't like getting dirty. Um, you know, but in addition to that, I was also very sedentary. But now I am so into nature. I don't, you know, I'll go out when it's snowing and get snow up to my knees and not care. And I'll fall into mud puddles and not care. And I'm no longer a diva, you know, I don't whine at the stupid things anymore. I'm just happy. I literally am happy with everything. I dance more. I laugh more. I do stupid stuff all the time. Just, you know, fun, stupid yeah. stuff, you know, like, like my husband and I went uh, hiking one night or one day and we were, it was just the two of us and it was getting kind of quiet and, so I turned on my phone and I don't know who that, I know that song by Salt and Pepper called um, Push It, I think is the name of it. And I started playing that and just started dancing down the, the trail and, you know, just stupid stuff like that, that I wasn't able to do and that I didn't want to do when I was overweight and exhausted all the time. Gotcha. Wow. That sounds awesome. It sounds just to me like <laughs> you were as a diva trying to, be comfortable but not really achieving yes. it and now it sounds like you you yes. are comfortable yes I finally am comfortable in my own skin it's something I have to work on still I do suffer with body dysmorphia like most women unfortunately do um I you know but I am learning finally to love myself regardless of it and um to try to you know not that i don't have panic moments like i um you know i i don't look right i you know i see my body differently than it really is i still have those moments but i am learning how to be more comfortable with myself finally i'm only 49 and i'm finally there it's <laughs> awesome well i think there's probably a lot of people that that never get there so yeah experiencing yeah. it is is a true treasure, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a work in progress. And yeah, you have to work at it. Absolutely, yeah. and and if it's okay with you, like as you were as you were talking about going through that process of being more comfortable in your own skin, and um, mm -hmm. even dealing with body dysmorphia, I I do I have no doubt that many more people are dealing with that than than what we'll ever know. Mm -hmm. I'm curious mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you wouldn't mind sharing, like in your journey, what, what things mm -hmm. have you found to help with, with that side of the mm -hmm. process or that, that aspect of your journey? 
That is a good question. And unfortunately, there really is no one answer to that. I think age and wisdom has a lot to do with it. Um, I've noticed in my 40s that I started to care less about what people thought of me. And before then, I worried about everybody, you know, well, what are they thinking about me? Am I standing up straight enough? You know, is my is my dress wrinkled? Is my hair okay? You know, do I look fat? And in my 40s, even though I was overweight most of my 40s, um, I stopped caring as much, which wasn't a good thing when I was overweight because I stopped caring. But in another process, it was also me learning how to not care what other people think, to learn that most of the time people aren't even paying attention to you. And so that has helped me, I think, age. Um, otherwise, I think going from a side, you know, where I was at 334 pounds to now I'm 172 pounds. Um, going from that in the time that I did, I think I, I can feel, I still feel myself as being the overweight version of me and then reminding myself, wait, hold on. You're not there anymore. You're here. So it's almost like I can switch in and out with my brain, if that makes sense to you. And I can actually remember, hey, that's the way I felt. I don't feel like that anymore. And that has earned me a lot of acceptance of myself. It really has. Hmm. So is it, it's just kind of, uh, we've talked about this before on the, on the show, but is it about mm -hmm. starting to just be aware, uh, more aware of mm -hmm. like what's going on inside and kind of taking control? Mm -hmm. Of, of the yeah. I mean, we've, we've called them voices before here on the show like it's like um yeah. we we all have voices and yep. is it about like just acknowledging hey th there's the voice but it's not me this is how I really feel right yes yes and sometimes I need I still need that outer voice like my husband or a good friend to say hey Jen you've come a long way you're not there anymore sometimes I need that reminder from the outside and I think Unfortunately, I probably always will, but I don't need it as much, not even nearly as much, because now I'm listening to myself more. I stop and I think, wait, no, hold on. Like, I'll go like for an example, like I'll yeah. go into a store and this is getting better. Like I'll go into a store and at first I would see like a size medium or size large and I'd be like, no, there's no way I can fit into that. And then I'd make myself try it and nine out of 10 times I'd fit into mm. it just fine. And I'd be shocked. Now I go into a store and I'm like, I'm going to try that on, you know, and if it yeah. doesn't fit, I'm not going to make myself feel like a loser. I'm yeah. just going to accept that. Hey, it's just not something that I should wear, you know, just yeah. as simple as that. I have. To, yeah. And I, mean, I have to imagine that that was the fear right before is I don't want to try it on because what if it doesn't fit? I'm not going to be able to. Yeah. Yes, to know how very to much it. so. It, mm. Yes, very much so. Um, and now, I mean, I'm sure there will be times that that will still happen, uh, but it's gotten a lot better. I go in places and I'm like, that's going to fit. I, it's, I'm more positive, more optimistic. Uh, you know, my, my glass is not half empty anymore. It's 
you know, yeah. more full than it's ever been. Um, but it's always going to be something, unfortunately, my body image will always be something I have to fight with. But as I've gotten older, I've dealt with it. I've learned to deal with it better. Yeah, I think, well, as, as I'm listening, I'm hearing that, like, there is an acceptance of the fact that, like, hey, it's this is going to pop up from time to time. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yep. Yep. Whereas before, it wasn't okay. It was you know, because I started out in, you know, high school, college, actually, I went to an all girls college, and I was bulimic. And I was so obviously not accepting of myself. And I, it was almost like I punished myself because I didn't think I was good enough. And now, and I didn't want to accept that. I didn't want to accept it. I just wanted to kind of forget about it. And now it's like, okay, you've been here, you've been there, you know, you've been on both sides of it. You've been, you know, too skinny, you've been too overweight. Now I just want to be happy and healthy. You know, I still want to look good, but that's not the most important thing anymore. It's I want to feel good. And before it wasn't about feeling good. It was about when I was, you know, bulimic, it was more about I have to look good. When I was overweight, it was I don't care. And now it's, I just want to feel good. I, I love being active. The more active I can be, the better off I am and the happier I am. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with, with me. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, could we go back, just kind of rewind, and you talked about the college time. Where, mm-hmm. where were you at or what, were, what was happening for you when you had that if there was a moment or just a time when, when you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get this figured out. I'm going to do something about this. Um, and this journey to healthier started for you. What what was the beginning of that? Like, Hmm. That was to be honest about a year ago when I finally decided I wanted to be healthy, um, for the right reasons, not for the, the, just for the appearance or for people's acceptance. That was a big thing too, for people's acceptance. Um, the last year uh, in January, well, actually it was in December of 2020, I think. Um, I finally decided that it was time to start taking care of me. Um, I don't know, this might sound a little crazy to people, might sound crazy to you. I don't know. I know you're an animal lover. No, I really lover. want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I had, I'm sure you've seen her pictures in my Instagram account, but uh, I had a very, very darling pet goose that lived in my house and she had a very bad illness um, and I took care of her for 15 years. She was my, it was like having a child. She was my sole purpose on, right. on earth. And I didn't care about myself because I was giving myself to her and she passed away, uh, to almost two years ago. And that was kind of an awakening that, okay, Jen, you, you did right by her. Now you need to do right by yourself. You need to do right by your husband and your family. You need to get healthy for them. You need to get healthy utmost for yourself. And, you know, there were a couple of tries and I kind of, I hate using the word failed, but I kind of failed and gave up on myself, you know, a couple of times. And then one day I decided on weight loss surgery. That was kind of my, my thing was, okay, I need a tool. I need a different tool. Mm -hmm. 
And I looked into it, researched it ad nauseum, and then decided to go for it and went to the seminar, went to see the surgeon and decided this is what's going to change my outlook because you have to see a psychiatrist, you have to go through counseling, you have to go through seeing a dietitian to learn how to eat right. And it wasn't just the surgery because I didn't have the surgery until May of 2021. So I started the journey that December and the 20th, December of 2020. And that's when I decided, okay, I'm going to start becoming more active. And in the past, I would just go hardcore. It was like, okay, I've got to do, I've got to start running. I've got to do this. I've got to work out seven times a week. And this time I decided, no, let's start little. Let's start with just walking because at 330 pounds, I couldn't run. Um, and, you know, I just decided I'm going to start little. I'm going to try maybe two times a week, three times a week. I'm not going to push myself so hard. I'm going to start eating like the dietitian recommended, which is just moderation, literally moderation. That's all. I can still have the things I like to eat. It's just that, you know, I'm going to need to make some changes here and there, eat less, you know, and not turn to food. That was the biggest thing is not turning to food in, you know, times when I wanted it to because of emotions Mm. and, and it worked, it just clicked and I kept at it. And, um, I had a goal was the surgery. He wanted me, the surgeon wanted me to lose a certain amount of weight. I wanted to lose more. I, cause I do push myself a little too hard sometimes. And, you know, so I had a goal that helped a great deal to have a goal, an out, outer sourced goal, I think. Um, and I, you know, started seeing differences, you know, I started seeing that I was losing weight and becoming happier and becoming more active. And that was just, you know, like a domino effect at that point um, before, you know, I had my surgery, you know, there was no stopping me at that point. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. What, through this whole process, um, have you learned about yourself? I know you mentioned like the emotions, the connection with emotions and food. Like, I'm curious, like what, Mm -hmm. what have, what might have been for you? One of the, one of the biggest, biggest things that you've learned about yourself. And the reason I'm asking is because I think (laughs) if we can, steal a lesson from you, it it might help the rest of us in our journey Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. improve our health. I always knew I had a problem with food. Um, Even when I was younger in high school and college, I knew I had a problem with food. I knew I've always been, I've always suffered with depression. um, And I've always turned to food as my comfort because I felt like it was the one thing besides animals that I could lean on because I had a lot of hurt in my life with my family and I felt like there was no, no one I could trust. So food became that trust for me. And that's why when I was in college, you know, it was very important to me. I went to an all girls school. All my friends were gorgeous. That was important to me. And that's when I decided, okay, you can still have this food, but guess what? You're going to have to purge it to be able to eat it. So that, you know, was a rude awakening when I got so sick. And I don't think I ever realized until I got older how sick I was, both mentally and physically during that time. 
then I, I knew, you know, you know, throughout the years, you know, I turned to food and there was no stopping it. I didn't really want to stop it. It's almost like a heroin addiction. Like a heroin addict doesn't want to stop taking heroin, you know, even when somebody puts them through an intervention, which I actually, my family put me through an intervention once with my weight. And I didn't want to hear it because food was always there for me. Food didn't hurt me. And this journey has been different for me with all the other weight loss journeys I've had because I finally admitted to myself that food should not be my friend, that I shouldn't be turning to food, that I should be turning to myself for once, that I should be finding a strength within me, not within food, not within, because food was my drug. And, you know, I'll always be a food addict. That's not something that will ever go away. Just like an alcoholic is always an alcoholic. Um, that'll never go away. And I always fight with it still. But now I turn to other sources. Like if I get upset about something, I go and work out or I go for a hike. Hiking has been like the new, I mean, I hate to say it because you really don't want to go from one addiction to another, but hiking has become a sort of addiction, a healthy addiction for me. And that has changed a lot because not only have I seen the body differences, I've seen the mind differences. And I don't think about food all the time anymore. It's, it's not like, okay, so when I do this, what am I going to eat? You know, it's not like that anymore. It's like, where can I go hike now is, is my new aspect on life. And that's a hard thing to get to because addictions, like everybody knows, is, are very hard to get through and to get past. And I don't think you ever truly do get past it. It's just that you learn how to cope with it. and find the strength within yourself to deal with it which is it's hard yeah yeah absolutely wow jen i'm curious if you were able to give some advice to someone who you know was where you were a year and a half ago mm-hmm. or even before someone who's feeling like i gotta do something I'm, I'm just not in a, a good place health-wise and I've got to get started. Mm-hmm. What, what might be one piece of advice that you would give to help them to begin? Well, first thing I would tell them is that I understand because that was something nobody had ever said to me when I wanted to lose weight. I always just heard about how will you need to for your health. And that never really pushed me to wanting to do it at that time. I wanted somebody to understand fully why it was so hard for me to get started because it was a cycle, the depression, the food, then the depression, and then the food. It was a complete circle that I couldn't get out of. So I would first say, I understand. And then I would say, you don't have to be perfect. You just need to start no matter how small that start might be. You just need to start and just, you know, just go for a walk. And sometimes that's even hard for somebody to say, yeah, but I don't want to, you know, I, it's so much easier just being depressed, but just start somewhere, no matter how small it is, change one meal a day to something a little healthier, you know, no matter how small it is, just start with that one small thing. You don't have to be perfect. 
you don't have to go hardcore. You just need to change just one little thing and see how it changes your aspect, your health, your mindset, and then go from there. Well, that's awesome. Jen Thomas, thank you so much for being here on the show. No, thank you. Thank you very much for inviting me. I love that statement. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to start. How powerful is that, right? So Jen, I want to thank you so much again for being on the show. And if you would love to follow Jen's journey, if you want to connect with her and follow her journey, you can do so on Instagram. I am going to link to her uh, profile in the show notes. So feel free to, to jump on there and connect with her if you want to follow her, cheer her on, and learn from her journey going forward. You know, one thing that I want to revisit, I asked you to listen for those few themes, just like I always do, but there's one in particular that I want to just take a few minutes to revisit with you. And that was the first one that I asked you to listen for. And that's what to do with thoughts and feelings that you are working to change. You know, when it comes to that, when it comes to things we identify as not serving us, it a lot of times can feel like, man, I wish I could just flip a switch and this, this thought or this feeling would just go away permanently, right? I could just erase it so that it would that it would quit haunting me. It would quit coming up for me over and over again and, and holding me back. Um, but of course, our brains don't work that way. And that's, that's really to our benefit because when we get into good habits of thinking, right? Thoughts leading to feelings, leading to actions. When we get into good habits, good routines, good patterns of thinking, they stick around. So it's about you know working to, to make that transition slowly over time, right? We need to change these patterns of thinking. And what I thought was so beautiful, I loved it, I'm going to keep it with me for a long time, was when uh, we talked about um, Jen's approach to dealing with those thoughts and feelings that she's trying to change, right? Um, And we talked about that, and it's just kind of this like, hey, this is going to pop up once in a while, and it's okay right? Instead of continuing to like push against it and, oh no, here it is again. It's going to ruin my day. It's going to throw me off course, off track, whatever. Just say, hey, it's going to pop up once in a while. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay. You know, over time, as we work to change the way we're thinking and feeling, what happens is it pops up less and less and less. And that's a good thing because in those spans of time between those unpleasant thoughts and feelings coming up, there's really good time for healing and for progress when we're in the process of working to create some more positive thoughts and feelings, those that are really going to serve us. So that's it. I just want you to think about that, you know, as we as we push against those things we're trying to change, just once in a while, realize, hey, they're going to pop up, and that's okay. That's the way our brain works, and that is okay. But the question I think then for all of us is saying, okay, well, if that's okay, the, the question is this, 
are we in the process of working to shift? Are we in the process of improvement? Are we in the process of making changes, both in our actions, right, and what we're doing to pursue a healthier lifestyle, but also in thoughts and feelings about those actions, about the old ways that we did things, and about the new ways that we that we're doing things. And on that note, I want to remind you of that that closing phrase that Jen gave us. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to start. Action is the most important piece of the whole process. If we're not taking action, nothing's going to change. And even if we took the wrong action forward in our health journey, we find out later that there was a better way. Uh, the only way that we're going to find that out is by taking some action today. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode here on the Begin With End pod- podcast. I enjoyed so much being able to spend a little bit of time with you today talking about these really important topics that relate to our health, our fitness, and our overall wellness. I want to uh, recognize those of you who have taken just a few moments to give the podcast a rating and a review. You have no idea how much that really helps me to be able to connect with more people through this through this podcast. So if you haven't done so, please, if you would, as soon as you're done listening to this episode on your podcast player, go to the show, the show page, and give the show a rating. And if you have the ability to in the in your podcast player, also just like a really quick one sentence review, just say, you know, how awesome the podcast is or something. Those help us to get out to more people who will benefit from this show. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I will talk to you next time here on the Begin Within podcast.